From the EBKV studios in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you're listening to Brotherly Pod, the official podcast of BrotherlyPuck.com. Everybody, welcome to Brotherly Pod. It is uh, Monday, July twenty seventh, twenty twenty, and uh, hockey is uh, what twenty seven hours away from now, something like that. And uh, got Nick here, usually over on the Angry Negative Show. Nick, say hi. Hi, everybody. He, I believe, he's making his. Uh, Solo brotherly pod co-hosting debut today, so don't fuck it up. That is correct, and you've made me feel incredibly nervous now. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a uh, anger negative post game tomorrow, and his schedule doesn't fit in with with Jim and I. So we get him on the show today and uh, talk about some some things, some Flyers things. The thirty-one man playoff roster was announced, uh, I believe, yesterday. Got a piece on it out this morning over at BrotherlyPuck.com, breaking down the players. Not too many surprises uh, as far as who did and did not make it. One of the names noticeably left off the list was twenty-two-year-old forward Carson Turinsky did not make the cut, replaced instead by Andy Andrioff. Oh my! I just realized that looking at this list. Yeah. And uh, Sam Moran isn't on the list either, so that's bogus. No, he, uh, I think he should be ready to go in about mid-August, I believe, was the original uh, timeline for his clearance, because he would have been more than ready for uh, regular preseason and training camp. So that would have been September. So I think it was mid-August was his his, uh, original date, so he was not going to make it. Uh, unfortunately there but yeah uh andrioff 143 games of nhl experience under his belt only a single playoff game with the kings in 2016 so you know i don't know if it's they didn't like what they saw or Trinsky or if they wanted to go the quote-unquote veteran player out here with andrioff i mean andrioff really uh never gave us much to wow about and honestly neither did twarinski i guess but I feel like Twarinski was a pretty effective bottom six forward when he was out there. Like, he wasn't killing the Flyers when he was playing. Uh, yeah, like I said, I think in more just the veteran presence here. Andrioff played 14 games with one assist, and Twarinski played 15 games with a single goal. So... <laughs> Neither one, that's really eye-popping. So, uh, I guess, yeah, maybe the veteran presence is what they're looking for. The other two... Uh, Morgan Frost did make the cut, as well as Connor Bunneman, who was more or less a a pretty consistent staple for the Flyers' fourth line until the trade deadline when they acquired uh, Grant and Thompson, and then he was sent back down. But 21 games uh, for Connor Bunneman, which I thought was a lot more. I was kind of surprised when it was only 21. I thought for sure we would have broke the the 30-plus game mark, but it was only 21. Uh, He recorded two points, one goal, one assist, I believe, and he had nine points in 29 games with the Phantoms. Not overly surprised. Like I said, I think he was better than Torinsky as far as his overall play on the fourth line. And, uh, you know, I, I do think they like what they see out of him. Not overly surprised. Frost had that mediocre stint with the Flyers through November and December, got sent back down. And I've talked at length about him through many shows. Uh, if you're a regular listener, uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily enchanted by Frost like most are. But he really did start to look comfortable as the phantom season closed out i believe the last two or three games i was at i don't remember if it was the very last one or the second last one but uh i looked at the kid after the game and went that's a star in the making right there he looked like a legitimate (laughs) prospect that people are hyping him up to be so maybe with a few months of rest and extra training he uh could be ready to go yeah i think that second stint with the fans after they sent him back down was probably good for the uh confidence boost that's what a lot of NHL players always talk about is when they lose their confidence, they kind of lose their way. And he was kind of looking like a fish out of water in the NHL. Had his first couple good games. Uh, you got to be careful, Dan. You're going to 
upset those uh, Morgan Frost uh, yeah, stands. No. Oh, well. I'll get over it. But I, I, I doubt, I, I, unless there's a, a COVID outbreak or lots of injuries, I doubt we're going to see much of Andrioff or Bonneman. So it's probably not too much to get too uh, upset about. But, yeah, Frost, if he can get in there and get his uh, feet wet again, get some, uh, I guess this would be technically playoff experience, wouldn't it? They're carrying so. 17 forwards right now. So the chances you see Andrioff uh, or Bunneman or, or potentially even Frost for that matter, like you said, it would probably take uh, a tragic turn, <laughs> you know, the, the an outbreak of some kind to uh, to really let them see them or, or a vast string of injuries. But, uh, yeah, I, I really don't expect that. And that comes into play with the defense. They added two more players to their already uh, deep list. There, Andy Walensky and Igor Zumala made the cut. Walensky is in his third professional season. Uh, I'm reading my own notes here. Uh, first with the Flyers with the uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms this year, eight points and twenty, uh, eight goals and twenty-one points in forty-two games. I really, really liked. Andy Walensky with the Phantoms this year. He had a couple different stints on IR, especially early in the year, and uh, it kind of prevented him from ever getting a lot of steam. But other than Mark Friedman, who was kind of the de facto number one, I really liked Andy Walensky. So I'm not at all mad that he made it. Uh, you're the Phantoms expert by far, and you've been to way more games than me. I, I got a question. Why, never, uh, why does TJ Brennan never get a sniff? He seems to always freaking score when I go to games. Uh, TJ Brennan hasn't been a phantom in uh, quite a few months now. No, no, what's the guy? Number, uh, now I, now I sound like an idiot. There's one dude that he's been on the phantoms for a long time. He's a defenseman. You never get, ever. Not TJ Brennan. Uh, uh I don't, uh, Reese Wilcox? I think he's, he's the only never... long tenured one down there right now. I guess not. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's who I was thinking of. Prosser's new. Big Ross is new. Mm. Watherspoon is new. Bre Brennan was there for a while, though, wasn't he? Brennan was now there for, him. what, four or five years, and then he uh, his play completely fell off a cliff this year and was traded at the deadline. That's right. Why did he never get a sniff? He was someone that like seemed like he was there for a while and they never gave him a chance. I believe he got uh, one or two games up. Uh, okay. A couple. Was it last year, two years ago? Probably because it was the Dave Haxtell era, and they wouldn't give anybody like that an opportunity. Uh, okay. I guess he never actually played a game. He must have gotten recall at some point. But, yeah, it doesn't okay. look like he ever played a game for the Flyers. Well, getting back on track with Walensky and Zamula, uh, again, they have an excess of players just in case, and it'll still be nice for them to get reps in practice with professional NHL players rather than NHL players, no disrespect to the AHL, but at least they'll get reps as far as skating and playing and practicing with the big guns. Zamula, obviously guy, they still have a lot of stock in as far as their, uh, you know, future goes. He has not played a professional game yet, but he did post 28 points in 28 games with the Calgary Hitmen this year before a back surgery kept him out, uh, basically since the middle of January. He's coming back. Apparently he, uh, raised a few eyebrows at training camp and they, uh, brought him with now he was probably the last guy uh of the what are there 14 defensemen to to see ice time uh you know if, if things happen but him being in that environment you know the, the playoff environment maybe learning a thing or two would be a good way to get your career off on the right foot i'll say and there's no better playoffs than the nhl playoffs <laughs> as far as intensity and passion and everything else 10 defensemen four goaltenders my bad i don't know how to count and uh, the goalies, unsurprisingly, Alex Lyon uh, is there if they need him. Lord help us all. And uh, <laughs> the rookie, Krell Ustminko, five AHL games at the end of the year after they traded Jeff Bruby. And uh, he's the fourth string guy. And hopefully it doesn't come to that. But again, much like Zamula, uh, can't hurt to get him a little experience right now. Yeah, how did he uh, – was he the one struggling with the uh, the Roy, or the, or the Redding uh... – he and yeah, Redding, uh, Sonstrom both struggled for yeah, pretty high uh, goals year, against, and right? Minko finally kind of got it together, uh, probably at the turn of the calendar, and uh, tore it up there with the uh, with the Royals, and he was the first one to get the promotion. Uh, and then he looked like hot garbage for the Phantoms in his five games. <laughs> Did you get a chance to see him live? 
once or twice, yeah. Not so hot. I just I don't. He's like. He's like Alex Lyon tries to play a game where he's a little more reckless. It's almost like a Marty Brodeur style where he's just going to go there and throw his body at things. And it works well in the AHL, does not translate to the NHL. Ustminko just kind of, his, his, his post to post is slower than Brian Elliott. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, I was not a fan of his movement. I didn't think he was uh, overly special. Could just be young. I'm not going to write him off yet. I don't want to shit on him too much, but uh I don't know. I would, <laughs> given how much hype this guy had coming up, I was uh, rather disappointed with what I saw out of him. Now, granted, the Flyers or uh, the Phantoms rather are just complete shit this year, and they were pretty much gutted talent-wise at that point. Everybody worth their shit was up in the NHL. So, uh, like I said, I don't know how much this is his fault or his general player or going back to the Phantoms and their shitty play. But I don't know. I was not uh, enchanted by Ustmenko during his early days with the Phantoms. Yeah, if you have a a crappy team in front of you, it's not going to bode well no matter what. I mean, look at Montreal. They have arguably what people consider the best goalie in the world, <laughs> and they don't always make the playoffs, and they don't always go on runs, and they've never even made the finals with him. So you show me a a good team and a good defense, I'll show you a good goalie. You show me a good goalie, I'll show you a good team. Alex Lyon only has 16 initial games under his belt through his entire career. I feel like he's been huh? here for fucking ever. Oh, it's because he's it's a train wreck. Yeah, that's a great way to describe him. He just looks so busy when he's in net trying to Damn. make saves. He's just a mess. And again, he'll stop ten more pucks out of Iowa out of ten shots. But man, his he is not NHL caliber. He's far too far too jumpy. Plays a style that he just isn't 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 good at. No, no. A... Oh, I did see him stand on his head with the Phantoms this year. I think it was like the Laval Rocket. He, like the Rocket, were killing the Phantoms the entire time, and he stood on his head. He has pitched a few impressive games uh, with the Phantoms over the years, and I think that's why they keep him around. Is is he's a capable AHL goalie? Um, yeah. Beyond that, I don't know. But uh, people seem to think that he's just fine and he's great and he's still a legitimate prospect. But. Uh, I don't know, when Carter Hart went down with an injury last week, everybody's freaking out, which was ironic because the people that are freaking out that they lost Carter Hart were the same people that a few months ago told me that if Alex Lyon had to play, they'd be just fine and trusted him. So, Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, let's see. 19-20 regular season for the Phantoms. 9-13 save percentage, 2-69 goals against in 32 games played. Eh. Which is pretty much on par. His numbers are just about <laughs> identical for every single season. 274, 916, 275, 913, 274, 912, 269, 913. Pretty uh, straightforward cat there. <laughs> yeah, it's consistently average. Yeah, that's that's about right. And his NHL numbers are uh, atrocious as I wait for the page to load. Come up with different. Uh, Adjectives. Oh, I heard that Shitty. one goal he gave up. He gave up that one goal late. I think it was his first year here against the Devils. It was so bad against, I think it was Heashier, wasn't it? Uh, it was. 17, 18. He played 11 games, uh, 9.27 and 9.05. Uh, oh. Wow. 2.75 and 9.05. Uh, oh. 18.19 was a 5.08 and an 8.06. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my word. And. Uh, uh, 1920 was uh, 355 goals against 890 save percentage. So, as pedestrian as you can get for a goalie, <laughs> I, I assume Brian Elliott is not under contract for next season, right? Nope. And neither is I Alex assume. Lyon, for what it's worth. Oh, do you think we'll see either one of them? You know, I don't know what they're doing at the AHL level. I, if they trust Ustmenko and Sandstrom, then maybe they'll let it go. But I don't think they're going to let a 23-year-old and a 21-year-old with a combined seven games of AHL experience uh, handle the tandem by themselves. Yeah. So whether they go for Lyon again for another year or two, or maybe Lyon wants to get a chance somewhere else and see if he can crack the NHL, uh, which he won't be doing here, I don't know. I have no idea if he comes back. I don't know how they handle this goalie situation, but uh, that'll be the one of the uh, keys of the uh, Flyers system moving forward is how they handle that this coming summer. 
And what about Elliot? Is this his swan song with the uh, fan flyers? I don't think so. I still am of the belief that he's coming back next year. Not a guarantee, yeah. obviously, but the options outside are not necessarily spectacular uh, this season anyway. You know, you obviously have Holt B, which is the big one, which we're not going to get. Unless you're no. Jim, who thinks they're going to get him for two years at $2 because they want to win a cup, which is LOL, Jim, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, the other ones, I believe it's Thomas Grice and Anton Hudobin were the other two that were uh, available because they uh, Halak resigned. So they're essentially the same age. Their numbers are better with a little bit better uh, injury record. But they're about the same age, and, and, you know, bringing them on for one or two more years may be a slight increase. But if you want Hart to keep growing, then you really have to start relying on him more. So I don't know what they do here, but I'm not convinced they move on from Brian Elliott yet. I guess I wouldn't be too heartbroken, but I feel like uh, Grice and Hudobin are both upgrades. They're both pretty good backup NHL goaltenders. They've yeah created a nice little career, uh, carved out nice little careers for themselves. Yeah, uh, I, it, it's not a step back by any means, but I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. I, this, the goaltending carousel may be very interesting here uh, over the next few months. But uh, moving on here to the coronavirus testing results. Mm. Uh, NHL concludes phase three of its return to play on Saturday with no positive test results among the 4,256 tests administered to more than 800 players from the period July 18th to the 25th. Zero tests, uh, zero positive tests last week. That is fucking impressive. It's amazing. I consider just had a ridiculous outbreak in their own clubhouse. And are probably going to cease the rest of the Major League Baseball season already. Over 40 would start. But the NHL, that's incredible. Like, the maybe the bubble system actually works. Maybe uh, maybe Canada is doing things right while uh, us down here uh, think uh, wearing a mask and not wearing a mask is a right of some bizarre sort. But shocking, but also exciting. I'm glad to see uh, they're all staying clean and you know, following protocols. It's, it's, it's nice. Yeah. And the MLB, as you alluded to there, absolutely falling apart. Uh, the Marlins <laughs> have 14 positive tests already, which they knew about yesterday and still played. And uh, the Phillies were supposed to play the Yankees at home tonight. And that game was canceled, which as a Phillies fan is thank Christ. Cause they were going to get slaughtered by oh, the yeah. Yankees. But, uh, yeah, baseball is <laughs> already fucked up, and they've been up for, what, what's it, five, six days now? Awesome. Uh, the Phillies have played a whopping total of three games a hold-up, Dan. You tell me it's 14 Marlins now? Last I read, it was eight. It's now it's 14? 14. 14. Huh? <laughs> and I had no idea that they canceled the Phillies game tonight. The Phillies game canceled tonight. The Marlins were supposed to have their, uh, supposed to have their home opener tonight, which was canceled as well. And, uh, yeah, maybe flying around the country without any kind of bubble is a fucking horrible idea, which is ironic because the MLB was the first league to throw out the idea of a bubble. They were going to take them all to Arizona and put them in some bubble down there, and everybody thought it was ridiculous at the time. And then they proceeded to fight over money and contracts, and, and, and the owners were shafting players left and right here in, in terms of money. Uh, and then they came back and said, oh, fuck it, we're just going to play at our home stadium. And uh, that's uh, not turning out very well. It's crazy, because over in Europe, I know you're not a, a soccer fan, but all the big leagues over there, they went, they didn't have a bubble town or a bubble city, and they all traveled around. Like, it's been all contained, even in Italy, where you know, they were the first country to get ravaged. I mean, they're still playing their season in empty stadiums, but you know, everyone's still traveling and it's not spreading because they actually listen over there, but I digress. Um, the, 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 uh, was the Philly supposed to play here in Philly or New York? It was here in Philly. Oh my God. Yeah. Which probably doesn't bode well. Like I'm staying out of the city of Philadelphia for a little, I mean, I live, we both live well North of the city, but I ain't, I had no plans to go to Philadelphia anyway, but I'm definitely not going there anytime soon. No. Because uh, <laughs> that's where the Marlins are. 
There was a, uh, I talked a little about this on, on Burley Pod last week. When the uh, NBA season went under originally back in March, somebody went through and took a map and put the teams all over the map and tracked where the positive cases played in the last 14 days. And it was just everywhere. They, you know, the whole goddamn country was, you know, traveled at that point in that two-week period. And, uh, yeah. So they're <laughs> fucking... So the MLB thought it would be a great idea to just go out there and let people play sick. So I don't know if it's just postponed for one day, which postponed is the word. I'm reading on Twitter now, the, uh, the uh, okay. Ken Rosenthal. It's postponed! Which means I'll probably try double header at some point in the future, but uh, I don't know. I, I can't imagine this going well, considering you're a couple days in and shit's already off the rails. What the hell's gonna happen in a week from now? And I, I on angry negative, and I've said it a couple times. Uh, not having sports is a first world problem. Yes, it's something that we all bond over as friends and family, and it's enjoyable. You know, we all like sports. That's why we're here talking about it, and we like to watch people play that sport at the highest level and uh, you know obviously uh, without people there the atmosphere isn't quite there and you know they've pumped in the fake crowd noise for soccer and baseball games and i'm sure they have plans to do that for the nba and nhl but i've always been on the fe- side of the fence where it's a first world problem and i understand where you and anthony said on this platform that these leagues are losing money and you have to try and recoup some of that money by playing these games and some television revenue. But this isn't like an I told you so, but the, here's the MLB. Again, they're not doing bubble cities. The NHL has no positive tests, which is great. But like, it's, it's, this thing still isn't under control. And there's still plenty of jerk offs running around uh, thinking they could do whatever the hell they want without masks, without any regard and and you see what happens the marlins and i wouldn't be surprised i had 14 cases and i wouldn't be surprised if it you know over the next few days more teams in the mlb start saying oh we have five guys down we have seven guys down yeah. i don't want to sound like a debbie downer i don't want to sound like a debbie downer, it is, it, it, all... it's not it is what it is though it's the fucking state of the world we live in right now yeah it's not being a debbie downer the fucking mlb doesn't give a shit apparently the nfl is not doing bubbles either which seems Man. like even worse idea. That's a fucking closer contact sport than baseball is. Oh my god, you kidding me? Those uh, those linemen are touching each other every single play. Yeah, you said NFL, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that, that, that and I, I saw like a week or two ago, like Oakley came out with these like visors they're gonna put up in their helmets or something like that. I, I don't know. I just it. I know we all want normalcy. And it kind of felt like we were starting to go that way when states started going yellow, then green. But it almost seemed like too soon, obviously, because yep. the first sign of progress, they let everything fall apart. And and you just you can't. I know I keep talking about Europe, but I still have family over there in Italy, and uh, I'm you know my dad's from Italy. I think I've said that before on Angry Negative, and you know we've over there. People like literally didn't freaking leave their house for like a month, and that's yeah. that's that's a big ask. And I was actually talking about this with uh, my my mom came over yesterday since I got back from the shore Saturday. Uh, I, I was saying you should you almost have to like take the option away from people here mm-hmm. to do to do something stupid. I'm not making it sound like it should be martial law. I'm just saying like you gotta fucking close everything. You have to because. Joe Schmo is going to feel the need to, like, I got to go to this bar. And it's like, no. And he's frozen. <laughs> well. That's that. Getting a little sidetracked, Dan. I apologize. But, you know, I don't. we don't want to see Oscar Lindblom. You know, I'm down with this. I know, again, NHL, everything was, was negative. That's great. But my man up there just beat cancer. And we don't want to see him... Uh, uh, you know, get come down with something. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Brian Boyle's going to be up there, but he had cancer a year or two ago. You know, he's at risk. Um, it's just, it's just, I don't know. So I, I, I just still think sports is a first world problem. And yeah, am I, am I kind of a hypocrite, I guess, for 
watching sports. Yeah, I, I still put it on TV. And... <laughs> I had somebody say, I, I, I talked about uh, my coronavirus concerns on Twitter when somebody, and somebody goes, well, are you still going to watch? And it's like, yes, it's my job. I'm still going to watch this. But, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not going to necessarily uh, condone what they're fucking doing, if that's what you're asking. Like, in a perfect world, this uh, this wouldn't be happening right now. And, I don't know. The, the... I, I don't know, we're gonna have so many fucking angry Trumpers at us when we're done here, but... I frankly don't give a shit. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll wait and see. The NHL's doing right. I don't think the MLB has much longer to stand on, especially if shit continues to spiral out of control uh, for the next little while here. But, uh... Mm-hmm. Focusing back on hockey, mention Oscar Lindblom. He will be accompanying the team to Toronto at some point. Uh, he did make. He's one of the thirty men, uh, thirty-one men, uh, men, thirty-one men. They are allowed to take easy fucking for me to say. <laughs> and um, he is not with them right now. He did fly back to Sweden to be with his family for a little while. Obviously, he's not going to play immediately anyway. But uh, mm. he's eligible to play. Whether that happens or not. I don't know. I still kind of believe that he's there for moral support as a, a kind of cheerleader per se. Um, but uh, it's apparently it's not off the table that he could play. I, what a comeback story. I mean, I know we talked about the uh, Masterton uh, award, you know, a couple episodes ago. I mean, if he, uh, if he gets in a game, I think he's now the front runner. Yeah, to, I would. Uh, win it. I would believe so as well. And um, he is playing with a brand new contract. That's three right. years, three million per nine million total. And uh, talked a little about this last week. If he can come back at some point down the line, whenever that may be, and regain the form that he had before he got sick, that contract is going to be a steal. Absolutely. I mean, he showed it this year. He he rounded the corner both ends of the rink, if he can give you 20 to 25 goals, 55 to 60 points, I think that's a freaking steal. And I don't think it's too far-fetched for Oscar Lindblom to do that. No, I don't think so either. Uh, if he uh, comes back, I guess whether it's the playoffs this year, beginning of next season, later next season, supposedly uh, I read through that uh, Sports Illustrated article again, and um, – Supposedly, he, he, he is kind of weaker. Obviously, his muscles are not what they were. But mm. if you look at his pictures, all, all everything I've seen of him, he still looks strong. His arms look good. His chest looks good. You know, I don't think he lost a ton of muscle mass, but I, you know, his strength is obviously down, not doing anything for uh, multiple months there. But uh, yeah. they clearly believe that there is a possibility of him playing if they're taking him with. So, hey, I don't think – I still am not – Certain it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I wouldn't put money on it or anything. But uh, what a story if he could come back. Yeah, I, I think he should be uh, like plan C, not even plan B, in case people get hurt or whatever. Because like we just talked about for a few minutes, the coronavirus is still out there and it's still not under control. <laughs> and he's not somebody you want to catch it. You know what I mean? It's just cautious optimism, right? Cautious yes. optimism. Yeah, that is the uh, the phrase. We talked a little about this last week. Somebody, uh, t- uh, I forget what the exact tweet was, but you know, they said between the, the testing and the bubble and the fact that Canada has handled this rationally, you know, that he's probably safer up there anyway than he is in an apartment in Philadelphia. And I, you know, I, I was always kind of against bringing him with, but when I saw that and I kind of thought about it, I'm like, you know what? That's probably true. Like, he's certainly not any more danger up there, as of right now, than he is in Philadelphia. So, hey, listen, even if you're just taking him as a, a cheerleader, I saw somebody really offended at that term on Twitter this morning. And I guess in a way I, it is, but I don't know. That's essentially what he is as of right now, but I don't know. It's not, we're not, you're not saying it derogatorily. Like, no. it's, it, I don't understand that. It's. It's 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 one of their best friends right now, right? It's, you know, these guys become brothers. It's it's nice to see your friend or family member beat a dangerous, deadly disease, and then the, the fact that he beats it under a year, makes the roster, and has a chance to play and signs the contract. 
what what the fuck's wrong with calling him a, con- a cheerleader? Well, I don't know. Uh, it's the year 2020. I mean, anything could be considered offensive, right, Dan? Yep. <laughs> Let's not even go down that road right now. Yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, brought this up on Anger Negative last week. I believe Dan Silver did, actually. But uh, Nolan Patrick, not with the team either, was not at uh, training camp, did not come with, so he's not in the cheerleader category. He, I believe Jim was speculating that there may be something more to that. He talked about it in the show, and then he was putting it out on Twitter. And the more I thought about that, I don't really know what to make of it. I, I think... Patrick is out for the same reason that Sam Ran is not there, and the fact that he's not going to play, that the timeline wasn't going to work. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like Lindblom at least has a chance to play, and Patrick does not. So I don't think it's necessarily a health risk as much as it is weighing their options. You can't bring multiple cheerleaders. You only need mm-hmm. one, right? <laughs> I just think that... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think they're far more inspired by Lindblom as a story, and I think the fact that he may play separates. I don't think there's some kind of hidden conspiracy here with the Flyers organization telling Nolan Patrick to fuck off that he wasn't with the team. Yeah, I, 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 I listened to that episode while I was chilling on the beach, Daniel, while I was watching the waves crash down the uh, on the the shores of Wildwood, New Jersey. Hmm. Um, I do think. There is something uh, going on there. Uh, I mean, speaking of, back to the Masterton, Stephen Johns, he, he's coming back from yep. uh, concussion issues, and we've seen many players across many great players across physical contact sports have their careers derailed or cut short because they come back too soon, they get too many concussions. Um, Happened here with Eric Lindros, and that was back before uh, they made a rule where you couldn't just start, you could just smoke somebody in the head, you know, no questions asked. Um, Nolan Patrick, it kind of seems like the dude's been made a glass since he's been here, and no two injuries have really been the same. It always seems to be something different with him, doesn't it? I believe so. But this wasn't. Like, he had multiple concussions over the first two seasons, correct? Yes. One of them was a concussion for sure. I don't remember what the other one was off the top of my head. But, uh, again, the the brain is, you know, it's, you you can't, like, uh, do brain transplants. So, you gotta, again, if if you don't need them, when you have an abundance of centers that are all NHL capable, there's no point in pushing him out there right now or even bringing him up there right just let the man heal as someone that gets migraines probably not like he does you know they are debilitating but if he also has the concussion yeah you know too you get them Mm so um you know uh he's just gotta let again let 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 let, let the the man's head heal let them bring him back a la steven johns when he's good and ready and if he has to can they send him down to the Phantoms without him uh, getting claimed? Or just a conditioning uh, stint? Like that's... a conditioning stint, maybe they can? They could do a conditioning stint. I'm not sure if he would have to clear waivers or not. I don't think... Well, this would be the end of his ELC, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I think he would. But I would need to look into that a little further. I don't know what the... Uh... I don't see his next contract then being more than two years. It's going to be a show me contract, you know. Here you go. Here's a year or two. Here's a million or two. Show us that you we des- you deserve four or five million. Let's see here. Patrick was hit by Anaheim Ducks player Chris Wagner on October twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. Missed nine games to recover from the injury. Well, what injury? <sighs> well, Curtis Gabriel gave him a concussion too, right? Yes. What a good dude that guy. Curtis Gabriel. Awesome dude. Friend of the show. I can check out that episode. Yes. Uh twenty why can't I <sighs> I don't know if that was his first year. One of them was a concussion and one of them yeah, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, he's missed parts of the first two years with injuries and then he missed his third year altogether. Uh-huh. So though as far as uh 
the expansion draft goes, if he misses all of next year, if he's re-signed and then misses all of next year, or the last 60 games, to be more specific, he will be under the career-threatening injury category and will not have to be eligible to be drafted. So, If he doesn't come back, there is at least a loophole there to not lose him out to... Uh, to uh, 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 the Kraken, the Seattle the Kraken. Kraken. That's right. What do you think of that name? Yeah, uh, I think the name's pretty decent. It'll be one of those trivia questions, like name five teams that don't end in an S. Yeah, you got the Kraken. Uh, I like the color scheme. Uh, usually, and you could attest to this because you're a big, you're a big fan of the aesthetics of sports. Uh, usually, whenever there's a jersey reveal or a logo reveal, it, it instantly gets eviscerated. Yep. This wasn't the case. I feel like... For the most part, it was relatively positive. There were the naysayers. There were people thought it was bland and boring and, and reused, but I loved it. I loved every I, single part of it. I think it's great. Um, I kind of think it kind of looks like the Chicago White Sox S, which kind of is throwing me off. Uh, I've seen people compare it to Trogdor, the Burninator. They drew, like, the biceps on it. You know what I'm talking about? Not a clue, actually. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure, I'm sure it's like it was, like, this web cartoon, and it was, like, a... Anyway, <laughs> I like the jerseys. I I like the logo. I think, I think it's probably 80-20 on social media, as far as I'm seeing. As far as people that like it, 80%. As far as people that don't like it, 20%. Uh, I know Jim doesn't really like it. I know um, the Seattle Metropolitans, they said that was got their inspiration, right? So they wanted to kind of give a slight nod to the past by putting an S on their chest. And I like the little tentacle going through it. I like the angry eye. Um, I did see some, I'm sure you did too, there's some pretty cool concepts out there. They're probably a little better, but yeah. Um, which, which, by the way, blows my mind that adidas or nike or puma across all major sports in the world they'll be like all right here's uh the flyers home and away kid and just throwing a name out there and then some dan ash comes out and has a concept that's literally a thousand times better than what the fucking pros at puma came up with or adidas you know what i mean it just blows my mind yeah yeah I, I, think uh, that... I, I like the Go name ahead. like the logo like the color scheme the design i did see somebody got a tattoo with the anchor in the background and the S like interwoven in the anchor. And yeah, I thought that I was that. really cool. I like that yeah, logo a little more. Cool yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that as a logo would have been a lot better, but yeah, I, I don't have an issue with the S at all. I think it looks cool. So I can't wait to get jersey. a James and Reams Jersey there when they get. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's great. And I like your, uh, your shrewd attempt at a Photoshop of him in the, uh, the Kraken jersey. <laughs> that was that, that, that took every last trick I know in Photoshop just to make that happen. I can get, I can get my fiance to do that. She's really good at Photoshop. I'll get her to do it for you. That was um, the one thing I tried to learn. Uh, every, uh, the, when, when, uh, the lockdown happened, everybody said, you should learn a new skill. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to Photoshop and, uh, <laughs> played around with it a lot with the angry negative heads and stuff. But, uh, yeah, not to, not a master by any means yet, but it, it gets sure the idea across. You know what James yeah, yeah. gonna jersey is going to look like now. I wouldn't be surprised if their third jersey, if they come up with one, which they probably will, they should. I feel like every team should have at least three or four jerseys. Anyway, How does Vegas not have a fucking gold third jersey? I thought they were supposed to come out one. Oh, yeah, I heard this is the year that they're going to come out with their third. I believe so. I think there's a couple teams that are doing new jersey designs here. Yeah, yeah, um, but the I can see the crack in third jersey being the anchor as the main crest, and maybe it'll be that powder blue instead of the dark blue. Yeah, that'll be, uh, wait and see. The second those jerseys hit the market, I'm buying a dozen of them. I don't give a shit. I'm getting two. I'm going to get one for me, and then uh, my cousin, who I've given shout-outs on the Agri Negative for, Johnny, who I'm going to be the best man at his wedding, he said he really likes the away jersey, so maybe for like a wedding gift, I'll get him the uh, away cracking jersey. There you go. Uh, between that, the new Senators jerseys coming out, and the... Oh! oh they're great, aren't they? Oh my god, they're so awesome, dude. The old school Senators jerseys were fucking phenomenal, and they're bringing them back. I can't wait. And uh, the Sabres are the other team that I know off the top. The Sabres are going back to their royal blue days. 
they're getting rid of the navy and going back to royal blue. So Sabres, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those are the three that are confirmed for next year as of right now, as far as jersey changes. So Do you follow uh do you follow aesthetics? Yes. That's who I follow for all my uh updates. He he's got his claws in that shit every summer. So that that'll be uh something to look forward to. Obviously, well, like it's Vegas or uh, Seattle's two years from now, but <laughs> Buffalo's funny, isn't it? Like, oh, here's uh the Buffalo slug, and everyone goes, Bring back the Royal Blues. Oh, here's uh, a yellow third jersey with a blue back. Bring back the Royal Blues. Okay, here's uh back to the navy blue. Bring back like they just kept doing everything the fans didn't want to do for literally that was oh six, oh seven, the Buffalo slug. Yeah. So for over a decade and base has been screaming at them that this is what we want. No, no, no. Buy this jersey instead. The uh, <laughs> the second most read article on BrotherlyPuck.com this year is the worst of first Buffalo Sabres jerseys. Oh, because they've had some it has of the worst. Every single – I wrote that in the beginning of March. There was a second part of the summer series that I did this year, and it is still week in and week out doing massive views. It's – they for t- <laughs> I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know how people are finding this out of nowhere after four months. But every fucking week it does big views. And it just, every last one of them sucks. They never had a good jersey. No, I I remember when it came out that red alternate with just the swords as the crest. Thinking that was terrible. The dinner plate. (laughs) I never heard a kid called that. Uh, I actually kind of like that now. It never goes for cheap on eBay. I'm always like, nope. Those all, yeah, the uh, the goat head and the dinner plates are rather expensive. Yeah, it's it's amazing how sometimes a jersey is just like everyone just is like throw fire at it, and then you, you fast forward ten to twenty years, and it's a collector's item, and people want it on eBay. It's wild, just like the Lightning Storm jersey. Yeah, they're uh, I haven't seen one of those in a while, actually. Yeah, me neither. Lightning, one of those jerseys. I can I sold. Hundreds of jerseys in my day. And the Lightning are probably the hardest team to sell a jersey for. I think. Hmm. Out, out of all of them. I don't know what that means, but... Uh, other than Vincent LeCavier and St. Louis, you can move those pretty quick. But other than those two, impossible. Yeah. Impossible to move Lightning jerseys. But, um... Yeah, so the jerseys will be back at some point. Speaking of, you want to buy jerseys for your Flyers playoff <laughs> rally? Get ready. eBay, Dan the Flyer fan. The link is on my Twitter. Uh, still plenty of is shit up, this, actually. Is it still to help keep Daniel alive? Fun to be doing okay now. No, I'm doing okay now. <laughs> not... yeah. I think I sold one this morning, and then I didn't want to leave the house because it's so fucking hot. So I'm oh, gonna God. wait till tomorrow morning to go. <laughs> I think it's going up to a sweltering 91 degrees here in the Lehigh Valley. Oh, let's today. see here. I'm tired of the fucking heat. I can tell you that for sure. I'm ready for oh. December. It's uh, 89 with a real feel of 95 right now. Hey. And it's uh, 74 degrees in the studio. I think Fuck it's off. only going down to 80 degrees tonight. Like, that's it. Yeah, it's uh, 78 is the low. <laughs> Good. Yeah, my, my, air, my house doesn't really get any shade. So, like, it just cooks in the sun all day. And, like, my last PPL bill, I fucking fainted. Yeah, I just got mine not too long ago as well. (laughs) It's like, whoa. Do you have have PPNL as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The last bill was horrifying. Like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, they usually are this time of year, but it was was especially bad this time. Yeah. Yeah, which is a dirty dick kick after, you know, not uh, (laughs) having a job for four months. But, you know, you can always uh, remedy that situation by buying a hockey jersey on eBay at 10th Flyer. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and it's, make sure you spell it right, folks. Flyer up. Flyer up, yeah. Uh, it's a, that's a Tim Panaccio nod because he yep. had a typo. Way back People in always the day. ask you. About every three months, myself included, when we first started connecting on Twitter, was, why is it Flyer And I see you always answering that about every three months. People ask you, why did you spell that wrong? Yeah, every once in a while, I'll get somebody. Dan the Flyer fan was an old Tim Panaccio. That actually outdated me on Twitter. It was before I uh, showed up. But Flyer God, I miss Tim Panaccio. He used to be one of my favorite uh, beats, just because he was totally out of his mind. (laughs) I wonder if he was one of the ones that Mike Richards really hated. Probably. Manny tried to get him on the show once, but he never uh, never responded. Panaccio or Richards? Panaccio. Ah. 
Yeah, didn't work out. Oh, shit. Did we get all the uh, topics of the so. day? Let me uh, pull up our, our DMs on Twitter here. Uh, 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 roster, NHL positive test, and we'll be filling apart various other nonsense. We definitely covered the various other nonsense. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is up for, uh, you said Nolan Patrick is up. This is his last year, right? Yes. Who Got- else again? The restricted free agents, Nicholas Abe, Kubel, Robert Haig, Phil Myers, Nolan Patrick. Uh, unrestricted are uh, Nate Thompson, Tyler Pitlick, Derek Grant, Justin Braun, and Brian Elliott. I think they're going to keep uh, the majority of those. I think... Uh, and uh, I, Alex Lyon is unrestricted as well. And Chris I'm Stewart, really, that poor bastard. He's not getting kept. No. Not that not that any of the problems were his fault, but... I'm like, still waiting for somebody to blame a playoff failure on him. <laughs> uh, damn, I'm drawing a blank. And, uh, sorry, I just woke up like an hour ago, as you know. Uh, <laughs> night shift life. Uh, uh, the um, They got to keep Myers. They got to keep Kubel. I would rather keep Braun over Haig, but Haig definitely proved to be an excellent you know, third-pair defenseman. I mean, if they brought back the same exact defensive core next year, I would not be the least bit upset. Yeah, I have a feeling that's the way this is going to go. I guess it really depends on how the playoffs uh, pan out here. But I would not expect too many major changes. Uh, maybe some of the fourth-line guys like Thompson and potentially Grant may or may not be back. Who knows? And, and the defense. I'm still not sure what they do with Justin Braun. Uh, it really depends on what they do with Shane Gostaspare because they really can't afford to keep both of them right now. So, I don't know. Like, they have so many defensemen there. They already signed Friedman. I wrote an article about this last week, two weeks ago, whenever mm-hmm. it was, about the you know various options they have, uh, the various options they have on defense, about uh, potentially either trading Ghost and keeping Braun, or letting Braun walk and keeping Ghost. Goss's Bear, by all accounts, is having a, uh, had a nice little uh, preseason there, training camp, and uh, people were like, oh, he's back! He's ready! It's time! And I'm hit. Oh, fucking God. <laughs> How how can people still believe in this guy? I don't know. Let me know when he's back, when he strings together a couple of straight months of consistent good play. Yeah, if he can string together two back-to-back games of good play, I would be uh Yeah, surprise. even that for God's sake. <laughs> Baby steps here. You think Limblom and JVR both play left wing. Does this uh, Limblom contract kind of maybe show, like, because uh, JVR is not Fletcher's contract i hope so i I don't know for sure um but i mean jvr already doesn't really have a secure spot on the team he played just about every single fucking position this year and and didn't fit anywhere uh i don't know he's the most most flat player i've ever seen ever in the history of fucking hockey i've never seen a guy excel less in any category than him uh, just just boring, bland, can't do anything right, uh, isn't going to excel in anything. I don't know. I don't know what they do with him. Uh, I think some people give him way too much of a pass. Yeah, no shit. Uh, like, oh, he'll give you 25 goals. Like, he'll get you 20 uh, goals. I can't think of a... How many goals did he have this year that weren't in blowout games or getting blown out games? <laughs> seriously, it's just... It, how many of those yeah. goals were game-winning? How many of those goals were game-tying? How many of those goals were in a... Two one game or a three to one yeah. game when you needed them, hardly um, ever. And again, you want to. I'm not saying James Van Rees like the person is a game horrible winning guy. Goal I don't, I don't, stand. Game winning goal, yeah. Let's see here. Game GW. I assume that's what this is. This pages. There's internet in this room lately. Game winning goals. Let's see here. Uh, he had two game winning goals. At $7 million, two game-winning goals, and when you had me on Angry Negative last, and you've said it on Brotherly Puck, too, uh, four power play goals. He's not getting paid $7 million over seven years for that horrible production. I don't care if he scatters 20 to 25 goals over 82 games. He's he's ineffective. He is ineffective. I truly hope he's not protected, and I truly hope the Kraken take him. I have a question about that. Um when the Knights were doing their draft, yes, and teams were saying, "Can you 
this might sound stupid, but wasn't weren't weren't some teams being like, hey, take wild bill carlson and we'll give you a second round pick is that how that worked too you can entice the expansion team to uh select a player of your choosing if you uh compensate them for doing so yes oh so the flyers can say take jvr here's next seven years of first round picks to make it happen yes they can do please sir please Please, uh, take jvr for me please sir and and and, and we'll get, yeah we'll give you three second round picks for the next three years. I wouldn't even care how absurd that sounds, but <laughs> please take that. Con- you have to because the contract's not the contract. The salary cap is not going up. You have to make room. Well, funny you mention that. I have a piece coming up on that tomorrow morning. So the uh, the likely Flyers expansion picks. So you can check that out on Brotherly Puck tomorrow morning. And uh, I think that'll just about do it for us here. Drag yeah. us out far longer than we had any reason to. And, <laughs> content, Dan. Content, Dan. I wasn't even planning on doing a show today, but then all this news started happening. I'm like, well, better talk about it with somebody. And uh, may as well bring Nick on, because he won't be on uh, tomorrow. Be back tomorrow, Anger Negative Show, post-game! I miss saying that. Yeah. Uh, exhibition game, Flyers-Penguins. I'll be back for that. Wednesday night is BPW Radio, Manny and Steve. And uh, I don't have anything scheduled on Thursday yet, but we are talking about doing a second Anger Negative show. We are going to move that back to two shows a week, uh, either this week or next week. So we'll see what happens with that, everybody. Like you said, at Dan the Flyer, at Brother Lee Puck, which are the only two fucking Twitter accounts I have right now. Fuck you, Twitter. And uh, I think it's about it. New article on Brother Lee Puck breaking down the 31... Uh, man, roster for the Flyers tomorrow, like I alluded to there. You got one about the uh, expansion draft. Uh, later this week, the top five players you forgot series wraps up. Thank Christ I'm done writing those pieces. The Islanders. They were interesting. I Listen, I learned a lot. I absolutely loved them. But after writing 30 of them in the same exact format week in, week out, I can't do it anymore. I needed, I needed time <laughs> off. And uh, the Islanders one comes out on Thursday. I believe that's the last one. Chicago and, and the Islanders this week. I tore the Islanders a new one in that intro. I was Are so mean. Sure? I don't know why, but I buried them 10 feet under. I wrote everything professionally except that. So check out that burial on Thursday morning. Maybe Friday if I get another piece up for Wednesday. But either way, uh, Nick, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at ForzaInter215. All right, everybody. Well. We'll be back tomorrow night. Until then, goodbye and good night.